0: Time is six o'clock. Shop America's Source for Fine Hardwoods. Baird Brothers Sawmill, Canfield. This is News Radio 570 WKBN, Youngstown. The following is a paid program and does not necessarily represent the views of iHeartMedia. Securities and advisory services offered through InvestiCorp, member FINRA SIPC. Information provided during the J. Arnold Wealth Management Company show is intended for informational purposes only and should not be considered advice. Please consult with your own investment advisor or tax advisor before making any investment decisions. This is the J. Arnold Wealth Management Show. And uh, now here with our Monday night uh, program is uh, John Arnold on News Radio 570 WKBN. And uh, welcome back. John, how'd things go today on the markets?
1: You know, they couldn't be flatter. It was a, my kind of day. I love a very calm, peaceful, waveless day. I know you don't like that, but I do. And mm-hmm. uh, it was just a really calm day.
0: I couldn't believe it. And uh, do the tea leaves, uh, as you take a look at things, are you seeing any trends? Changing any opinions? What are your thoughts based on this calm day? Still, a, still, a, a bull markets or what?
1: Well, my opinion hasn't changed at all. It's my opinion's always been bullish, and I, and this kind of reassured me of it. Calm days are always reassuring like that. But uh, as far as a stance on the market overall, the people who. You know the crazy people who are always, you know, trying to sell news. Hey, you know, market—this is the time it's going to blow up, and or this and that, and you know, and you get people's emotions running. You know, they're they're kind of changing their stance as usual, and saying that you know that that, that we have a bullish market still, and you know we got time to make money, and et cetera, et cetera. And bottom line is, is it seems like the bandwagon's back to where people are bullish about the market. I've I've been, and I continue my stance.
0: Yeah, I mean, as far as earnings or things that are coming out, uh, all good
1: indicators
0: or or what?
1: I I don't have one bad report on Wall Street, not one. Uh, earnings season's here, and it's as as advertised, coming out record earnings, earnings per share doing well. You know, either meeting or beating expectations. Guidance has been good. Uh, very rarely do we have uh, poor guidance or or even average guidance. Really, the United States is, is just a really well-oiled business machine right now that's, that's running strong. Now, I, 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 I can't stress enough to the listeners and to anybody that's maybe a competitor or, or a doubter. It's a stock market. It could change on a dime tomorrow. Uh, any major catastrophic event, like a pension plan blow-up or a interest rate increase that causes a bond to blow-up, cetera, that could send shares through the market, and that could be obviously wrong in a second. But right now, as
0: the data stands, very bullish. Do you uh, have there been any effects as far as we're seeing oil start to tick up, and what uh, what's the reasoning behind that? Price of a barrel of oil, ga- price of a gallon of gas is going up. Any uh, thoughts about that?
1: Well, right, Russia's major um, commodity. That's you know where the United States has various commodities that we we export. Russia's main export or their economy, their sole economy, not sole, but the majority of the economy is based on their oil production. Everybody thinks that the Middle East is, is the major player in, in oil. It is a major player, but Russia is the, the king. They have the most oil resources under their land. So when you have Syria and, and, and Russia and America, obviously, in, in, a, in, in a toggle, it's artificially going to drive oil prices up, which is somewhat good for us. Uh, for the people that, that lay pipeline, you know, for oil and they drill and, uh, people are looking to get margin on the bar- barrels of oil. Somewhat good. Bad for guys like, you know, you that want cheaper gas prices, uh, for what you do. But overall, somewhat good. But that's the reasoning, uh, you know, economic un- you know, uncertainty on, on the barrels of oil due to what's happening internationally.
0: Right, I remember I looked up the street probably about a month ago at the speedway from Stadium GM and it was 216 a gallon. I look up there today and it's 263. A gallon. So it goes to show you how oil prices are going up and gas prices are going up. Any effects that you're seeing in the market as far as the tariffs are concerned on aluminum and steel as far as prices going up? One of the things that I worry about is when we have these type of tariffs that we have, are we going to see American companies say this is our opportunity now to start gouging and upping prices that can hurt sales or hurt consumers? Any uh, tea leaves there, John?
1: I don't think that's the case. I think that those companies just wanted a fair, fair playing field, and I think they they realized probably the greed, origin, you know, greed got in the way, and then in comes import, imports like China steel. Uh, they were probably taught a very hard, hard lesson, and I would be willing to bet the executives and the, and the management team are saying, let's not, let's not go there again. Let's let's you know, let's price our our steel and our commodities overall and you know so the consumer doesn't get turned off by us so i it has it affect wall street yet yeah, no not really but it is not enough time that's gone by to make a judgment one way or another on that to tell you the truth but just as a guess if i if i got suddenly got life back into my steel company i'm not going to do a damn thing that's going to jeopardize that if you get what i'm saying so my feeling is is i don't think that I don't think that the uh, the aluminum makers and the steel makers that got a little gift from from Trump here are going to do anything to blow that. And you know, the opposite can hold true to where they say, "Well, maybe it's going to after Trump's uh, out of office, maybe things are going to go back to the norm, and so we better make our money while we can." But I, I really don't. I don't think that that's the case. I think truly that there was a hard lesson learned here. They're probably pricing it to market uh, average, and I don't think they're going to gouge anybody i just don't
0: all right i could i could only hope so it probably will cause prices to go up in some areas though would it not i mean because obviously steel and aluminum prices will increase without uh, without uh, the uh, cheaper goods coming in
1: well that yeah from a from a from a common sense uh numericals perspective it's an impossibility for it not to be but i will also tell you if it, it, it might it might normalize itself in the fact that if you have more Americans producing things that are made with steel and aluminum, that's more Americans getting better paychecks, and therefore, uh, obviously, they're able to buy more services and goods. So, it, it might just work itself out. Without a doubt, we're not—we're never going to be able to compete with a, the Chinese worker that's getting three bucks and some rice patties and a hut to live in. But that, that's just not going to happen. Our workers are paid fairly with benefit packages. And, uh, entitlement programs like vacations and sick days and stuff, which they deserve, and, and they try to compete with that overseas with, you know, favorable, favorable country conditions, that's never gonna happen. However, I do believe you got very expert or brilliant people that price out the model, uh, you know, the, the, the units to where it's not gonna really affect, uh, them poorly and it's not gonna affect the consumer poorly. It's it's one of those things of a wait and see, and that's a, that's kind of not, not my personality because I'm not a I'm not a wait and see kind of guy. I'm more of a bottom line guy. But the truth is, is this this is just happening, and you probably won't be able to gauge this for about a year, year and a half.
0: We're talking with John Arnold's News Radio 570 WDK, and It's all about. Investing and where the market is going. So, so just so I can clarify for our listeners, still bullish on the market. Taking your new investors, you always get them every week. People that come over to see John Arnold and say, "Okay, I like what I hear. I like what you're doing." And uh, you're putting them in the market as as we speak. Not sitting on the sidelines.
1: Yeah. We yes. We we're we're full blown, all in, uh, heavily invested. We were waiting, obviously, on new money. The and the money that came in, you know, I, I would say anybody with any kind of a brain in our business was waiting to put money to work. You didn't really know where the market was going to land when it's going up 700 points and down 700 points on a day-to-day basis, but that's kind of normalized. So I I put our money just to work. Um, was I a little bit scared and still am? Yeah, of course. Anytime I invest people's money, the, the shoe can drop, but I have to go with the averages and, and what is. So... We're 100% full blast invested in the positions we talked about, uh, banking, uh, building materials, Amazon, uh, aerospace and defense. Those are some of the things we're we're invested in, and those are beating the market. And and the goal is to take the same or lower risk and get a better return than my competitors. So right now we're accomplishing that. Can't Can't guarantee that. But I will say this. If you pull me, if you if you pulled me in front of like my competitors and said, "Why did you make this decision versus them?" and and I can de- give you, you know, a, a half an hour explanation as to why my portfolio is built the way it is and the goods and the bads and the uglies of it, and I can give you a rational reason, whereas I believe my competitors will just say, "Well, that's what I know how to do," is you know place you in mutual funds, twenty 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 twenty, and. And and that call, you know, you call yourself a financial advisor, which I find ridiculous. So uh, I kind of got on a tangent there, but we're fully invested, and and I'm proud of the way we are.
0: Right, but uh, just so people know... I mean, that's what makes you an active money manager, because you're right. That used to be the old thing. Well, put you 20% here, 20% here, 20% here, and that kind of stuff in these various mutual funds, and hope that, you know, if this goes down, that one goes up, and then forget about you. John is an active money manager on a daily basis, watching where things are going. has the ability to sell uh, out uh, stocks and buy different ones and that kind of stuff as he actively manages your money. Obviously, diversification is one thing, but he has models that are set aside. Side for different risk groups, you know whether you're high risk or medium or low, and to, depending on uh, on what you can take and what uh, you guys agree to, he has those models that are out there for that to happen. I was reading about a guy today in the USA Today Money section, and I thought it was a pertinent article. And it was talking about he's one of the few people that they say in this day and age that that normal guy, normal job, but he has over a million dollars when he, when he can retire. And I thought he gave some good philosophy. That I want to bounce off of you. He was saying that all of his life he learned to ta- He would take the man maximum four hundred one k contribution he could give at his company, and it was matched. You know, to some to some degree on that. And he said that's what it means when it says pay yourself first, and then he would live on what is left. And as a result of that, and as a result of watching things grow over the years, it has left him with a million dollars. still working, but he's at a million dollars. So would the lesson not be here for everyone who's listening, John, To if you have a 401k at work or if you're self-employed to start getting uh, an IRA or a SEP account? Talk a little bit about that retirement planning.
1: Man, that's so crazy you brought that up because this past week I got a referral. From a guy who was a custodian, uh, and his wife didn't work, and this guy had over a million dollars in his IRAs. Uh, I couldn't believe it. And he had the same philosophy. He, he he invested wisely in the things he knew. He maximized the contributions as much as he could. Got a match from the from the, the employer. And now those guys. And he he. And here's the irony: he doesn't even need the money. He's done so well investing other in other places. He doesn't even need his IRA money. That's how well he's done. So, for the listeners out there, a little bit can add up. So, and, and when you talk about 401 k's, SEP IRAs, simple IRAs, single K's, when you're investing a hundred dollars of your own money into that particular plan, you're, at, you're more you're you're more than likely you're really investing one hundred and twenty dollars because the full dollar is going into your into your plan. And a lot of folks don't understand that, and the other thing that's so great about a qualified plan, which I just described, is it grows tax deferred. so if you were to invest money with me outside of a qualified plan or an IRA, if we had a great year, you would have paid heavy gains, excuse me heavy taxes on your gains, and therefore you're starting you're starting a little bit lower the next year trying to compound the interest so the taxes work against you, obviously, because Uncle Sam never gives you a free ride. With a qualified plan, not only does your money go in pre tax, the full dollar, but that, that same money grows tax deferred, and that's how you can really compound the interest in, in the most beneficial way. And one out of two people don't take, don't put, uh, we just did, got the statistic when I was making that TV show with Lauren. One of the statistics we used for one of our show was we found that one out of two people that work in the United States, even when their employer matches them, they still don't make an IRA contribution, excuse me, a 401k contribution. So I think that's a lack of one able to afford to do it. More importantly, educating the worker on how invaluable or how valuable that is so I know I hear the music so we got to go to break but
0: right but hang on hold that thought for a second back in 60 seconds with John Arnold News Radio 570 WKVN and uh, the Truth in Investing show back with John in one minute Securities and advisory services offered through Investicorp, member FINRA SIPC. Information provided during the J. Arnold Wealth Management Company show is intended for informational purposes only and should not be considered advice. Please consult with your own investment advisor or tax advisor before making any investment decision. All right, Storm Team 27 forecast brought to you by Cordy's. Low tonight, 47. Tomorrow, 70% chance of rain, 56 for a high. 70% chance of rain Wednesday, 54 for a high. Dry Thursday and 62. Ron Verb live at Stadium GM. Visit our website, stadiumgm.com, to see all we have to offer. John Arnold's on the ends of our line. And uh, pick it up. It's kind of a sad reflection that people are passing up money when they have a 401K and a match from their employer right off the bat. They're just letting money escape them. by not taking advantage of that John
1: 100 percent agree imagine you found in the in the, base, in the bathroom of your employer's building $100 dollars of free free money every day or no let's do it realistically once a month once a month at three o'clock at the end of, uh, of, at the end of the week uh, there's a $100 bill in the stall of the bathroom would you take it or would you not? yes 10 out of 10 people would take it if it wasn't stealing well, guess what? That's what you're doing. You're refusing to take that hundred dollar bill. If you don't put some kind of contribution into your into your four hundred and one k plan, for whatever reason, if you don't do it, you're literally walking away from a free hundred dollar bill. And that, that's that's a that's a very vague analogy, but it's it's free money, and it it blows my mind because, but the you know what the you just see what's going on in healthcare. And all the other government subsidies and state subsidies that are around, you know, the, the pie is shrinking. So the population is getting bigger and the pie with the money shrinking. So what that tells you as a worker is you better learn to take care of yourself because the state and the government are as inefficient as the day is long. They always make the wrong decision and you can't count on them to be there when you need it. The leadership's poor. There's poor planning in the beginning. It's always poor planning in the end. I have yet to see any kind of strategy other than what you talk about on your shows, which I a hundred percent endorse is I can't believe that they get away with increasing taxes and getting, you get nothing more forward. So with that strategy, it should tell you that you got to look out for number one, which is yourself. And one of the ways you can look out for number one is to take advantage of something called a 401k, a 403b, a 457, a single K, simple IRA, or a SEP IRA. If you do those things, you will definitely be successful by the time you go into retirement.
0: And explain uh, for the self-employed people. I mean, it's it's the same thing that uh, that they should do as well. Explain a SEP and and a, with IRAs, you have both the Roth and and the traditional.
1: Well, there's two major programs out there for small business owners. Like for myself, for my employees, I do a, what's called a simple IRA, and that's an IRA. Uh, a form of an IRA that where as a business owner, I can make contributions into the plan for my my employees as well as my employees can make their own contributions into it. So they can get the tax write-off. I can get the tax write-off. I can give something to them to make them, you know, obviously a loyal employee to me, give them something back and help build their retirement because someday I want them to retire too. With a SEP IRA, the contribution limits are way larger but the employer, again, the employer has to put the money in for the employee. And and that's bad for the employee in the sense that the employee doesn't get the write-off. Great for the employee in the sense that the employee doesn't have to take any dollars out of his or her paycheck to make it work. But the tax write-off for the business owner is tremendous, especially if the business owner is smart enough to make his his wife or her husband you know, part uh, an employee as well, so they get another write-off. So they can reduce their taxes by thousands of dollars. And you are going to write that check to Uncle Sam anyway. So why not just write it to yourself, reduce your taxes, and live happily ever after? Oh, and by the way, make your employees loyal to you with a benefit, because believe it or not, the, the better you treat your employees, more than likely the likely the better they'll treat you and your customers and your product that you're making. So... It's really a win-win for you to do anything as a business owner, other than, you know, some kind of qualified plan. If you have the revenue, makes zero sense. And 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 hopefully, if someone is out there has their own business listening to this program, uh, hopefully, it, you know, it, it jolts them a little bit and says, hey, maybe I, maybe I need to do this. And the main well, quarterback in the equation is always the accountant or the CFO. If the CFO or the accountant or the accounting team says, hey, and they should. And I run across accounts all the time that, that don't have, you know, the brains of a billy goat and they don't re- recommend this at all. But most accounts are great and they say, hey, listen, we did the, we did the software where it's, whether it's Peachtree or Quicken, the analysis is if you put this money, if you owe, let's say you owe $60,000 to the IRS, but you put this much money into your SAP or your simple instead, you'll only owe this much. You're going to have to write the check anyway. So you might as well write it out to yourself.
0: Right. I mean, it's just smart. I mean, it's discipline to plan ahead because the years go by pretty fast. And the problem is Social Security is a supplement and they make it clear. You don't want to retire just on that because it's a supplement. So you're going to have to do these things. It's it's discipline that you have to do. But when you read about the guy that you told me about or the guy in the paper, these are huge differences. When people come into you and a lot of and a lot of the clients, it's tough to find clients that are 30 or 40 years old, right? A lot of people are 50 or 60 years old you would like more uh, 30 and 40 year old clients so that you can give them some sound advice and get them on the right track early so that they can be a millionaire when they retire
1: yeah one of the things i am is a sucker for teaching people i love helping people that i'm a sucker for doing that and and maybe the reason is because i wish somebody had taken me aside at 20 and, and said do these things so when I get a hold of a 40-year-old who maybe is just their their medical practice is just now turning the corner or their dentist practice or, the you know, is it they open up their own firm as an attorney, et cetera, et cetera, and I can get a hold of them and say, hey, here's some of the great things you can do now as a business owner, and, and their eyes light up, that's beautiful. That's a beautiful thing.
0: Absolutely. Back with John Arnold after a short break. News Radio 570 WKBN. John with us till the pregame of the tribe. Ron Verb live from Stadium GM. Headlines and more John Arnold straight ahead. Take it away, Steve. This is the Ron Verb Show on News Radio 570. WKBN. The following is a paid program and does not necessarily represent the views of iHearts Media. Steve, why don't you check on that forecast? I think that forecast is inaccurate. If, uh, if, uh, I'm correct. News Radio 570 Dodie in. Ron Verb, live from Stadium GM. I'll be out here tonight uh, for just a few more minutes. We're talking with John Arnold. John, tell people about how you manage money, how they can get a hold of you, how you pick up the costs for the trades. John Arnold's uh, a a lot different than what you might be accustomed to, and uh, tell folks uh, what they can expect when they get over to John Arnold.
1: Yeah, like you described, we're a uh, fee-based, performance-based advisor. Advisory firm. We pick, there's, we're a turnkey firm winning. There's no other costs. We pick up all other costs. IRA fees, custodial fees, non-activity fees, and of course trading costs. The clients pay us a, a 1% fee per year. Uh, we divide that out monthly so they don't pay us up front based on the account value. So when they're hurting, we're hurting, and when they're winning, we're winning. Uh, you can reach us at 330-965- 9890. You can check us out at www.jrernoldwealth.com and uh, we're always here for free consultation over the phone or in, in office. We're located uh, right up the street from the polar warehouse, second building on the left near the cul-de-sac, right there at Canfield and uh, at Tippecanoe Road and I think that kind of describes everything ron
0: right it's on star center to be specific where you'll Mm -hmm. find john's office but i just want people to understand you know if he buys and sells something there isn't a fee that you the client get as a result of that he pays for that you know you're you're paying a a, a management fee basically for him to actively manage your money and the key word here is actively manage it so that if you need to get in or out of something depending on market conditions you have the ability to do that immediately as opposed to right the market down. Correct, John?
1: Absolutely. We just, we only take discretionary accounts, which means the client gives us permission to act uh, on time and price according to what I feel is the best for them. We're obviously a fiduciary We've been since 2008. And uh, we're full service. We, mean we have no right. products to sell. And let, so let me tell you something.
0: Client. He has plenty of satisfied investors. And if you'd like to be one of them, what's the phone number again, John, for people can call and Uh, Talk to the office.
1: 330-965-9890.
0: Thank you, John. Appreciate it. Tribe is next.